welcome to the Get Cozy Podcast, where we talk all about the coziest of book genres, the cozy mystery. I'm your host, Christy Meyer, and I'll be bringing you author interviews and keeping you up to date on all the hottest cozy mystery releases. We'll be diving into the latest episode after these quick messages. So grab yourself a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, hello, my cozy friends. Welcome to a very special Halloween episode of Get Cozy Podcast. Today's show is going to be so much spooky fun because not only do we have my very favorite horror author on the show, but my sister Kelly is also co-hosting with us. So Kelly works at a library. She is a reader, a dog mom, and an all-around amazing person. So Kelly, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thank you for having me. This is so fun. It is always my pleasure to have you. And then to introduce our guest author, Rachel Harrison is the author of The Return, which was nominated for a Bram Stoker Award for Superior Achievement in a first novel. Her short fiction has appeared in Guernica and Electric Lit. She lives in New York with her husband and their cat slash overlord. She wrote the coziest horror novel that I've ever read, which is Cackle. And her latest novel is by far my favorite where wolf story that I have ever had the pleasure of reading. So welcome to the show, Rachel. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, it is totally our pleasure. Um, Kelly and I were chatting before uh, you hopped on the call today and just remembering when we read The Return for the first time, um, which was in 2020 when the pandemic was just getting started. And that horror novel weirdly was like, our positive escape when the world was just, you know, going wild and upside down and everything was so unpredictable. And so that book just like brought us together and we had so much fun reading it. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> My cold black heart is melting. Thank you. I appreciate so did that. ours when we read that book. Yeah. It was so great. Exactly. I, I'm so grateful that people found that book. I mean, Sometimes people ask me about, you know, releasing a debut novel like a week into a global pandemic. Yeah. And it's just like there was so much other stuff going on that I like I could never be disappointed about it because the world was falling apart. And mm-hmm. um but to kind of hear over time how the book still found readers, it's just like it, it's so inspiring to me that like to think about books getting in the right hands Mm -hmm. no matter like no matter what the circumstances like a book will find its way to a reader and I don't as a as a writer and as a reader myself I just think that's you know not to be cheesy but I just think it's magical it is magical we love that kind of cheese here and that book absolutely did find us when we needed it. So we were so grateful for that. 
my like tough exteriors just <laughs> completely melting. <laughs> they like take off my leather jacket and all my black. <laughs> I know Kelly came all in black today to fit the vibe oh, of sure. the podcast. Yeah, Love it. So. and here <laughs> we are swooning about magic. I know. And here we are <laughs> yes. with all the the feels straight out the gate. Oh, I also have my witch socks on. So love it. So ready. <laughs> All right. Well, today we are going to be chatting about horror novels, cozy vibes, and the way you incorporate feminist themes into your work. So Rachel, do you want to kick off the conversation by telling us what your newest novel, Such Sharp Teeth, is all about? Sure. So Such Sharp Teeth is about Rory Morris, who is a very successful, very independent woman in her late 20s, who returns to her hometown from her fast-paced New York City life to be with her twin sister, Scarlett, who is pregnant and recently estranged from her longtime partner. Um, So Scarlett asks Rory to come home, and Rory drops everything to be with her sister. Within a week of being home, a little stir-crazy, she goes out and takes herself out for a drink on a Friday night at a local bar, where she runs into Ian, who is a childhood friend who always had a crush on Rory, but Rory doesn't really do relationships. Um, But now as an adult, there's a little bit of a spark there. And um, she's kind of preoccupied thinking about that on her drive home. And because she's not paying attention, she hits something with her car. And when she gets out to investigate, she is attacked by a mysterious monstrous creature and is bitten. And from there, she starts to transform physically, which sort of forces her to confront um, her past and what could be her future. And it's no secret that the monster in the woods is a werewolf. (laughs) It says Mm -hmm. it right on the cover. It's a werewolf novel. Um, And so it's got some dark humor, some romance, um, and some body horror. And hopefully it's a fun ride. Yeah, it absolutely is. I just enjoyed the book so much. I think it's perfect for this time of year. And everything from the romance to the themes to the character development were just so well done. And I finished the book easily in one sitting because it was so much fun. And then I know Kelly just finished reading the book as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I tore through it. <laughs> uh huh. I just think um, a werewolf novel is something that we desperately needed. My husband was actually asking me, do you know any werewolf novels I could read? I said, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to read Such Sharp Teeth and you're going to love it. He will. It's right up his street for sure. So one of the reasons we're so excited to have you on the show today, like I said, is because you are without a doubt our favorite horror novelist. And one of the things we both love about your writing is the way that you include the theme of women owning their power and taking control of their lives. So is that theme something you intentionally set out to integrate when you sit down to write a novel? Well, that's very kind of you to say. (laughs) (laughs) I think... When I write, I usually think of something I want to explore and then like a high concept. So like with the return, I wanted to explore the complexities of friendship. And then like my concept was like, well, what if The Shining took place in like the Madonna Inn, Mm -hmm. like a very like kitschy themed hotel? Um, 
And with Cackle, I wanted to kind of dive into this fear I had of getting older and societal expectations um, through the witch trope. And with such sharp teeth, I wanted to explore femininity and the beauty and horror of having a body through werewolves. So I think I don't like sit down and, and think about writing about like women owning their power. It's kind of more more of a like personal thing that I'm trying to investigate and then a concept and then um, whatever the book becomes is a product of that dynamic between the concept and um, me ruminating on whatever I'm I'm trying to figure out for myself. Mm-hmm. I love that. Isn't that amazing how like writing a book can help you like work through things that you want to work through in your own personal life? Yeah, I, I've been I've been hoping that it would get farther. <laughs> like I was hoping like when I finished writing Cackle, I'd be like, I'm gonna stop apologizing, but still I'm out here like, hey, so sorry to bother you. <laughs> so I'm like, I I try and like, um, I do think there's catharsis in it, but I, I'm learning that writing is not really a replacement for therapy as much as I was like kind of hoping. Like, right. Well, if I write this book about the complexities of my friendships, my friendships will be healthier. And it's like, no, you actually have to like do work in real life. Right. Yeah. Not just play with monsters on the page. <laughs> it's helpful, but you do still have to do the real life work. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I agree completely. So we also want to know what to you are the most important elements of good writing? Like what makes a great book? I think it's different. Um, it's different for everyone. So for me, I think what I find most rewarding in reading is if I can connect with the character. Mm -hmm. Like if I can relate to a character, if they can teach me something about myself that's kind of when I get the most out of reading a book and like what makes a book the most memorable. Um, but I also am a sucker for a beautiful sentence. I'm a yes. sentence nerd. Mm -hmm. If I find like a sentence with like a great cadence or just like a really inventive use of a word, like I I love it. I lap it up. So if, if, a, if a book from a craft <laughs> perspective makes me like salivate um i just finished reading this thing between us by gus moreno and i was just like dog earing every page because some of the best sentences i've ever read so it's okay adding that to our tbrs yeah for oh, sure. That so it's it's, it's it can be heavy and intense there's moments of like real humor but um i wouldn't say it's cozy it's uh -huh. worth reading but like it's not like tea in a blanket Sure. Well, it might be like a blanket over your head, <laughs> like just your face. <laughs> oh, but we need that sometimes. It's great to have, you know, a, a wide variety of different things to read on top of our cozies that we do love dearly here. Mix it up. Like if after you like read like a real sweet cozy read, then go for that one uh -huh. <laughs> for the for the two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. And Kelly, same question for you. What makes a uh, good writing for you? Um, I think like, I really like it when it's witty writing, like mm -hmm. it just like the humor in it. So like Rachel, I love your books because they always make me laugh, mm -hmm. even though the subject matter isn't like it's serious, you know, but 
they always make me laugh. So funny. Like the writing is great. Yeah. I love that balance. Thank (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So readers always have very specific tastes when it comes to any genre of fiction, but I feel like that is especially true of horror novels, since it's not only the storytelling and writing that the individual that are individual to the reader, but it's also the elements that they find scary. So what makes a good horror novel for you personally? This is tough because I feel like people who don't generally read horror might think of it as kind of like one note. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they might like just think of Stephen King um, or they might just think of slashers, which both I love and appreciate. But I think the range in the genre right now is like so remarkable. Like if you're into gore and grit, you would be into Eric LaRocca's work. Or Mm -hmm. if you're into like classic gothic vibes you would enjoy um the hacienda by isabel canas or house of hunger by alexis henderson um if you don't like something super terrifying but want a little bit of darkness with humor and like heart i would say the paul bearers club by paul tremblay oh yeah Um, straight up squirming in your seat horror ghost eaters by clay mcleod chapman or mary by nat cassidy um so i think I just like delved into book recommendations instead of answering the question. I think the genre that's what is, we're here for. It's totally fine. <laughs> the genre is so expansive that I I couldn't tell you like one thing that makes a good horror novel. Like the same way I couldn't tell you like what makes a good cookie. Like there are cookies with coconut and I like cookies with raisins too. Like I like all the cookies. Um I'm sounding unhinged, but I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) very passionate about both horror genre and sweets. I think (laughs) there's different things that can make a good horror novel. And because the genre is so expansive right now, I can't tell you like one specific thing um, because there's such like, if you like, like a good Gothic novel, like there's things that would make a good gothic horror novel for me or a good slasher novel for me. So since it's so wide and so broad, it's hard for me to come up with like a specific thing. And I'm not very good at picking specifics anyway. People be like, what's good about it? I'll be like, I don't know. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. There's like a whole world inside the horror genre. So it makes it hard. Especially now. That's what we like, love about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just so many. And it's like kind of like, I don't want to be self-indulgent because I'm like, I'm in it. So I don't want to be like, the horror genre is so amazing. But like, I'm just like so happy to like be in my like little corner of the like, you know, complete embarrassment of riches we have right now. Um, so it's like, and Like, if you're into, like, really scary horror, there's something for that. Or if, again, if you're into more cozy horror, there's a lot there. So Mm -hmm. um, you can have specific taste when it comes, like, when it comes to the genre and still be able to find a lot that you enjoy reading, even within your narrow – even if you're, like, I only like contemporary ghost stories. Well, there's a ton of contemporary ghost stories. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like 
the horror genre more than any other, I've had to do the most like experimentation and reading like different types of books from different voices with different themes and tones to try to figure out what I really like. And I feel like I've, I've really dialed down into the types of books that I like now, but it's been, it's been fun. Like, I feel like the horror genre is definitely a fun one to dip your toes into and figure out what works for you. Yeah. And I think it's easy to also find out like what doesn't work for you. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's easier to suss that out in horror because I think people have like firmer boundaries when it comes to like, well, I don't like gore or like I like gore and I don't like the more like navel gazing horror. So I think um, it's fun because it's kind of easier to to like dip your toe in and be like, not this and then like be able to move on um, to everything else that there is. Yeah, it's great for like self-exploration. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. Yeah, completely. And since you did mention that there uh, are multiple cozy horror novels out there, and we do have a lot of cozy, loving readers here, what kind of horror novels would you recommend for people that are looking for more of a cozy vibe in their horror? So I was just asked about like, um, like gateway horror, like if you're not like, really steeped in the genre, like what would be a good book to help you kind of ease in Mm -hmm. um and the two books that i said were uh plain bad heroines by emily m downforth and Uh mexican gothic by sylvia moreno garcia um Uh because both of those are i would say both are horror but um i don't think they're like super terrifying there are moments of like real scares but there's so much else going on to satisfy that I think it's like easy to forget that like oh I'm reading horror while you're reading it because you're just reading an exceptional book Mm -hmm. um and to me both of those give me cozies um but I, I mean what's cozy is different for everybody sure so yeah, no, I completely agree. And those are great recommendations. We both read Mexican Gothic and absolutely, absolutely loved it. So we support those recommendations. So we were talking about, um, you said all of your characters were kind of like a self-discovery journey for you. What, Which of all your characters do you relate to the most and why? So I've thought about this before because I think I always said like Annie is from Cackle mm-hmm. is essentially me, but I think at my worst, I'm Annie at her worst. Like all my worst impulses I've put into Annie. She's very self-deprecating and insecure and hard on herself, like to the point she can't function. And I'm I'm that way. Like I'm very in my head, um, you know, anxious attachment. Um, but I think when I'm at my best, I'm like, I relate to Rory at her best when she's feeling confident and fun and uh, very present in the moment and witty and with it. So like if I can get out of my own way, I feel like I re- like I relate to Rory. And if I'm like, 
giving into my baser instincts, I'm relate a lot to Annie. Um, so I, I hope that all my characters are somewhat relatable. Um, I was just but- <laughs> going to say, I think they are relatable, especially Annie. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> I had. She's a lot like me. <laughs> I feel like she's a lot like all of us. And that's why your work is so important. Like, it just reflects a lot of things that we don't all love about ourselves, mm-hmm. but can relate to. And that makes people feel a lot less alone. Mm-hmm. And then Rory is definitely like the character that I I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, all I want to do with my fiction is is hopefully make anybody feel, if I can make one person feel less alone with anything that I publish, then it's worth it to me. Um, You've done it. <laughs> again, you're going to make me emotional. <laughs> so I had my friends read Cackle and they absolutely loved it. Um, I mean, it's just such a great book. Mm-hmm. It is for sure. Um, and I'm going to jump around a little bit in our questions just because you brought up Cackle. But like I said, it's the coziest horror novel that I've read. And I do definitely recommend it to readers of cozy mysteries looking to dip their toes into the horror genre. But it seems to be having a resurgence of popularity recently, which has been so much fun to see. It's all over TikTok, Bookstagram, Booktube. So what do you think has led to so many readers picking it up now? Well, it's news to me that it's on TikTok because oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm like a bad millennial. Like I'm terrible when it comes to social media. Like I'm trying my damnedest, but um. <laughs> I think, well, it came out in paperback. um, And so I think there's always like a little bit of a paperback surge because some people prefer paperbacks. And um, and then Barnes & Noble chose it as their speculative pick for September. Awesome. Um, So it was like front and center on its own table in the stores. Um, And I'm so incredibly grateful to Barnes & Noble for that. Um, It was really, really special. And... um, Again, I think like we were talking about, it's just interesting to see as an author to see your book find its readership over time. I think there's a lot of stress like when the book first comes out and hoping like, oh, my gosh, like while it's fresh in people's minds, they they pick it up. But I think books have long lives Mm -hmm. and it's been really, really beautiful to see like – yeah, Cackle's been out for over a year, but it's still finding readers and now more than ever. So that's, that's, I don't know, so special. And I'm, I'm very grateful to Barnes and Noble because I think without that push, it probably wouldn't have found as many readers as it did. Yeah, that's awesome. And that new uh, cover design, I just have to say is fire. I absolutely love it. (laughs) It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. The UK, um, Titan books in the UK designed um designed the cover and then uh we uh, used it for the US paperback too um so shout out to Titan for their for their artwork and yeah of course to Berkeley books for for I, I mean I love all my Berkeley covers as well I've gotten very lucky to work with extremely talented artists mm-hmm. um so but yeah, yeah the, the looks good on the shelf it does. I have to say those UK covers, they they do good covers over there. They nail them. 
Yeah, Titan, um, my UK publisher is Titan, and uh, every book that they put out, I'm just like, gosh, it's a work of art. Mm-hmm. I frame that. Yeah, <laughs> you they're should. absolutely beautiful. So we're going to get into a new question. Who is your favorite horror author? Uh should I go with the cookie metaphor again? <laughs> I know, right? I can't. I know. I cannot talk about this. Super I cannot easy question. <laughs> I, yeah. I um. You can give us a list that is perfectly yeah. acceptable. Um. So I think. Uh, there are just like so many legends working in the genre today. Uh, Paul Tremblay is really up there for me. Mm-hmm. I think Alexis Henderson is going to have a long, brilliant career. I'm a huge fan. Um, Carmen Maria Machado, uh, honestly, I could continue listing horror writers for hours, <laughs> literally hours. Um, but man, just everybody working in the genre today, like every book that comes out, I'm just completely blown away by. So, oh, it's like everyone <laughs> that's a good cop out everyone Again, it's, yeah it's baked goods like what's your favorite dessert no All it's exciting <laughs> yeah there's so many it's exciting mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and you know werewolves are obviously a staple of the horror genre so what inspired you to tell your own werewolf story so i think i specifically wanted to tell like talk about like lady werewolves um, there, I found like a lot of connections between lycanthropy and femininity. And I wanted to explore that in a contemporary adult context. Mm-hmm. So it was like very specifically, I wanted to explore, like, I wanted to write a female werewolf story that's like set now, um, about, like adult themes because there's ginger snaps, but ginger snaps is about puberty. Mm -hmm. And um, as I learned, as I got older, like puberty, isn't the worst of it. (laughs) it I know. Unfortunately, there are are other fun surprises that the body has for you as you get older. (laughs) Yeah. I, I love that. And you know, I'd never really thought about, the way those two things really do go together because you so frequently think about werewolves and uh, the werewolf stories that we've always heard and they're always like focused on men. So I really love that. Yeah, a lot of flannel. (laughs) A lot of flannel. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I have another cookie question. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite horror movie? All right, this one I will answer straight without (laughs) going into my, like, mad woman dessert rambles. Um, So my favorite horror movie, hands down, is The Orphanage, uh, directed by J.A. Bayona. It's it's so effing scary and so moving. Um, I watch it every year on Halloween as a special treat. Uh, the first time I watched it, I had a panic attack halfway through and had to stop watching. Oh no! Um, but then I was like, I need to know what happens. Um, and now I can handle it for the most part. <laughs> Might still cover my eyes at some point. Um, but it's just shot really beautifully. And I think, uh, 
it kind of opened my mind to everything that horror could make you feel mm, yeah. and kind of the genre as a medium. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my favorite. I kind of love the image of a horror author, like having to hide their eyes during a horror movie. <laughs> like there's something amazing about that. A lot of us are just scaredy cats and that's why we can play in the genre because we're like you know what's scary <laughs> everything everything yeah <laughs> yeah i can relate geez maybe i need to switch to writing <laughs> i love that um but i do also love the how you mentioned the uh range of emotions that you feel watching a horror movie reading a horror novel because i just i don't feel like you get quite that same range in any other genre yeah, I mean, I'm biased, but I just think I've, after thinking about it and like being asked, I think horror is a safe place to feel intensely because mm -hmm. you're just like testing out all these emotions. Like you're not, when you're watching a horror movie, you're not in danger, but you can explore how your body feels, like how would I feel if I were in danger? Mm -hmm. And then you can explore that and then turn the movie off and then go live your life and having like, I don't know, it's kind of like the thrill of pressing on a bruise where you're just like, I'm going to test how this feels mm -hmm. and then kind of walk away unscathed. So um, it's interesting. I love it's, that. And it's fun. It's, yeah. You can grow from it and have these experiences but it's also just a good time that's the most like beautiful description of why anyone should read or watch horror that i've ever heard yeah <laughs> i that's love that so much <laughs> and clearly we need to watch the orphanage mm -hmm. on friday night kelly that's mm -hmm. gonna be our our new plan for the week love it i'm looking forward to that yeah watching it through a blanket <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll have it's the blankets ready good. I'm not sure which streaming service it's on, but I'm sure it's on. Oh, we'll, some. we'll find it. We will track we'll it down. It Kelly works at a library, like I mentioned, uh -huh. so she's a, a whiz at research. So <laughs> it's um, I think it's produced by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, so that should give you a little yes. insight into the okay. to really the general aesthetic and, and vibe. Yeah, we're absolutely sold. Mm -hmm. So now you've published a witch book, a possession book, a werewolf book, and a ghosty novella on Audible. So you can, can you tell our listeners anything about what you're going to be working on next? Sure. So um, the, uh, what am I working on? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> my publisher somewhere is like, uh, hello. Um, so I'm just waiting on edits for my fourth book. Um, so hopefully that'll be out by next Halloween, uh, October 2023. Um, awesome. So because I haven't edited it yet, I'm not sure where it's going to land. But uh, and it's like the first book that kind of has spoilery stuff. So I don't really know how to describe it. But um, yeah, it exists. <laughs> and It'll be out at some point. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we will definitely be keeping tuned for more news on that. Um, when you share stuff on social media, we'll be sure to uh, share it with our podcast listeners as well, because I know a lot of them, even though they typically read Cozy Mysteries, they have all reached out to me saying how excited they were for this specific episode. So 
again, you're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it so much. That's my job. We want to make you feel good for the rest of the day today because we so appreciate your time. And we're such fangirls over here. So So, Rachel, are you dressing up for Halloween this year? And if you are, what's the spooky fit? So this is like, this is my favorite book in recent memory, but I also like already have like 90% of the costume. So it was easy. Um, I'm going to dress up as Mercy from the Paul Bearers Club, the Paul Tremblay novel. Um, I'm crazy about the book. And then like, she like wears like black Doc Martens and has like a green jacket and like wears black t-shirts. And I was like, yes, (laughs) that's pretty much, that's pretty much my (laughs) uniform. So Uh I don't really need to like, I like love the concept of getting dressed up for Halloween and like, but I'm, I'm very lazy, so <laughs> it needs to be. Um, so I already have most of it, so I can play homage to my favorite character from a recent favorite book uh, without <laughs> doing any right. That's awesome. Just being comfortable—that's the best kind of Halloween costume. <laughs> what about you? Uh, so our. <laughs> Well, our siblings, so the six of us, we decided to do a Shrek theme this year. Uh, So I was Puss in Boots and Kelly, fittingly. Uh, I was the wolf. So, yeah. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. So she's very on brand for this podcast today. I was just really feeling such sharp teeth. So (laughs) I had to incorporate it somehow. Absolutely. All right. Well, listeners, as we mentioned, Such Sharp Teeth is officially on bookshelves near you now, so be sure to pick up your copy. And while you're at it, definitely check out that gorgeous new version of Cackle because it's stunning and I guarantee you're going to want it on your shelves. And Rachel, before we sign off, do you want to just let our listeners know how they can connect with you online and stay up to date with your upcoming releases? Um, so I'm on Twitter at Rach Face Logic. I'm on Instagram at Rachel Harrison's Ghost. And my website is Rachel Harrison.com. Perfect. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for your time and for chatting with us today. This has truly just been such a treat. We've loved getting the chance to talk to you. This has been truly amazing. And I appreciate you both. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. And listeners, thank you also for joining us. We'll be back with another episode of Get Cozy Podcast very soon. So stay tuned. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Get Cozy Podcast to see which authors we'll be hosting in our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy reading and stay cozy. Stay cozy.